episode. It's a filler filler 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 episode. Hey 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 everybody! Welcome to Three Dads Talking About Anime. I am Chest, aka Chest. Who else is with me this evening? I'm Cobb. And again, that's it. No, Ben. Ah. Ratings plummet. Viewership is down. Just another normal filler night, folks. That's what it is. It's filler. It's filler. You gotta love a good filler with with Justin Culp. <laughs> but you know what stays in a filler? Sparkling water does. Nice. You got to have something to tie it back to the original that everybody loves. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. There's the same characters, but they're missing something. It's, and it just yeah. happens to be the best character <laughs> that actually, you know, moves the plot along. And he's not here. So we're going to just stick with what we know. No, I'm drinking a lovely Bella V. Uh, Aldi sparkling water tonight and a flavor that I normally do not partake in. <laughs> Because I usually am like, what's the point? But I'll let is you in on. A, is it lime? No, I actually really love lime. It's the opposite oh, of lime. It's the yellow one. Opposite of banana. Banana. <laughs> yes, the banana sparkling water. That would be so gross. What <laughs> would that be? That would be disgusting. No, it's lemon. And I always am like, I feel like like a lime is a, is enough different like you're not usually drinking like limeade you're gonna drink lemonade so i'm like a lemon just seems like a weak lemonade but they only had lemon and grapefruit and we needed them for my daughter's party tomorrow so i'm dipping into the party supplies early mm, okay oh that's nice of you you're gonna eat the cake too no unfortunately the cake is getting picked up tomorrow it's from one of the best bakeries in greensboro in my opinion like it's it's legit like one of the ones that we we my whole family is like ooh, we're gonna get that cake and it's just oh so good and i'll be honest <laughs> i'm not a huge chocolate person but it is a chocolate on chocolate cake and it is literally one of the best cakes that you can buy in a bakery you know there's people have made homemade cakes for me that are i would say are top tier but buying one from a bakery mm, it's hard to beat that cake like an actual bakery, not one that's connected to Walmart. Yes, exactly. Like we, that was one of the things, because we're having a smaller party this year. Like the past two years, we've had a big combined party for Isabella and myself. <clears throat> Particularly last year, she was turning two, I was turning 30. So we're like, huge party. This year, we're like, small party. And so we're like, well, we'll if we're having a small party, just intimate family and friends, we can splurge on a nice cake. Not like the sheet cake that's like styrofoam with icing on top uh the the graduation party cake yes mm. although my graduation party cake was really good oh well we aren't <laughs> all mean, made of party chest <laughs> yeah that was because the lady at my church <clears throat> was a cake maker and she she's the uh, one that made my wedding cake you had a connection yeah. yeah the same lady that made my wedding cake in north carolina my second wedding to the same wife a week apart <laughs> long story uh she also made me and my best friend's high school graduation cake and she made it like it was a square cake but tiered so it's like big square medium square smaller square smallest square and then she oh, nice. split 
the fondant down the middle and on either side was like our school color. So I had a mass on one side and he had UNC Chapel Hill on the other. <clears throat> wow. It was good. That's love. I don't know. It was pretty good. That is love. I will say though, uh, banana soda isn't that bad. Going back to the really? banana thing. Yeah. I remember when I went to Honduras uh, back, I think my after I graduated high school, they only had two real sodas in, in Tegucigalpa, and they were Coca-Cola and banana soda. Was it like a local soda? Like a no, Honduran I, I mean, I don't know if it was, maybe it was just in Honduras or whatever, but it was, you know, it was bottled professionally. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, yeah, it was really good, though. So, like in um, Colombia, there's a soda that you pretty much, I mean, you can buy it, but it's from Colombia. So it could have been like that is what I'm saying. Like a Honduran. Oh, Honduran. Most likely it was, but it was, it was great. I drank it cool. every night with dinner. As a recent high school graduate should. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. You know what? Uh, somebody was telling me the other day, I haven't drank soda in a long time, so I haven't tried this. I'm very tempted to. Have you tried the like nitro draft Pepsis that they make now? It's like I have never heard of this. Really? So, yeah. Okay, I'd seen it in stores. I'm like, what is that about? And then like Christopher R, who we all hate, was raving about it with <laughs> with Victor, uh, Victor, who we all love. <clears throat> um, and they were just like going back and forth on our group chat about it, and I was like, this is fascinating. So it's like basically. It's canned and it has this little thing inside that that allows the you to shake it in a way that gives you that fizz like a like a draft beer, but it's it's just Pepsi, hmm. and evidently it's it's way creamier, it's way smoother, and you're supposed to pour it in a glass like chilled, so super intense. Wow, yeah, it sounds like you gotta have the right steps to drink this and enjoy it properly. Just like alcohol, I'm going to start buying like individual glasses for soda, which is, sounds ridiculous. It, it so. does. It really does. But you know what? Can't knock it till you try it. You, I'm trying to make a, I was going to make a can pun, and then I was like, I, just, I don't have the energy for that. Oh, come on. It's early in the night. It's true. We still got two, no, one more of these. Oh, <laughs> not that I'm counting. Just kidding. Um, See, see, listeners, we don't even want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not true. That's not true. Actually, I was very excited. That's why I put this this recording first. Um, listeners, see if you can guess just by listening to the rest of our recordings post this episode, <laughs> which one we've recorded. Yeah. Which is a filler because it's going to yeah. be a filler. It's going to be a filler in conjunction with, uh, spoiler, psychopath filler. <clears throat> mm. So that's what we're talking about tonight is psychopaths. Oh. And I'm very, I'm very excited to talk about psychopaths. Um, I'm kind of nervous to talk about it. Really? Why is that? Well, I, I finished season three today mm-hmm. and I haven't watched season one in like a year or whatever. Yeah, it's it was. a while. It's been a while. So... And the show is not a simple show, so it's going to be. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of my details are going to be askew. A, a Let's go with that. That's okay. It's a lot of content. There's no way we're going to be able to like. Oh um, yeah, I know it. Dissect it, and and part of that is intentional in the sense of the show is a very intellectual. 
it, it frames itself as a very intellectual show. It's a very psychological thriller, horror, action show. Philosophical. <gasps> what did also. I say? No, I'm saying include philosophical oh. also. It's like a psychological and philosophical. Yeah, you're right. Because psychological thriller is like the one that's messing with your brain of what's happening. And philosophical thriller would be one that's like trying to make you think. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm saying yeah. it's both. So Yeah, I, I agree. Good catch. Mm. Um, just a little back, back context. Um, thank goodness we're recording this now. Because I was about to have to run through like all the different platforms you had to use to watch this. And as of <laughs> 2023, when we are releasing and recording this, switch that order, uh, scratch that, reverse it, Willy Wonka. Um, it's all available on Crunchyroll. <clears throat> so that's great Beautiful. because it was a convoluted mess to try to figure out. But now it's good. Uh, I looked up a little bit the, the author uh, and creator of the show and manga was inspired by a movie called L.A. Confidential, a movie that most people will know probably a little more of. I didn't know L.A. Confidential, but I do know Minority Report, uh, which is a great film, and Blade Runner, which is also a great film, and book, and pre-book called Android's Dream of Electric Sheep, among many (laughs) other, like... um, sci-fi thriller things but he did he did say i was reading on again the very very reputable wikipedia that he was heavily leaning into the blade runner aspect as far as the look and feel of the show i think a lot a lot of the plot came from this i was reading the plot of the la confidential and the only connections i was directly seeing is it's a lot of police work it's a lot of like detective versus uh, sabotage and like people behind the scenes. And so it's like, okay, I see that. And then minority report, you know, you've got the aspect of minority report where, uh, they're preventing crimes before they happen. That's pro- that's one of the hugest yeah. premises of psychopaths is prevention of crime before it happens. And then blade runner is the actual setting and world and feel and grit of the show. Um, actually okay. they made, they made a small blade runner anime, uh, two, in fact, yeah, they did. They did. And there's uh, so the Blade Runner anime that's like 3D. I didn't finish. That tells you how invested I got. But there's another shorter, smaller one that's 2D, and that one I did watch and I enjoyed. And it does feel very psychopaths um, esque, or maybe the other way around. But um, yeah. So like just a little con- a context. Uh, do you want to give us a rundown, not of the seasons or anything, but what's yeah. the what is the setting and the themes that we're walking into in this show? Like if you're going to start from the beginning, just the first season, what are you going to walk into? Basically, you don't have to give them like even characters, just like what is this show? Ooh, OK, uh, well, if you've seen any of those movies that Chess has talked about, you can kind of figure it out. Uh, you, this is a future world in the 22nd. No, what, what century is that? Yeah, 22nd century. Uh, yeah, like 22 something. 20, 21 something. So 100 oh, years in, in the yes. future. Uh, set in Japan, this world is, I'm, I'm assuming people living in it think it's a utopia, but it's definitely a dystopia where, like like Chess said, there are there's this group of officers, inspectors, you know, enforcers. We'll learn about those guys too. 
that they solve crimes before they happen by using these weapons that like interlink them with a, a massive computer that runs the entire country of Japan, or is it just these cities? It's the it's the whole country is connected okay. to the civil, yeah, the civil system. Civil system, the whole country, because they always talk about Japan. So I think right. it's the whole country. Right. <clears throat> so this computer it predicts p- people's psychopaths, their crime coefficient is what they call it. Uh, on a number gauge, and if you point this weapon, whatever weapon it is, at these people, it'll rate them at a number one through 500 or whatever. Know. I forget what it was. Yeah, but, I don't know how high it goes, actually. And it and it will say, like, if you're between one and 100, you're, you're safe. Like, you're not going to get arrested or shot at. If you're 100 through 300... They like they're gonna incapacitate you. If you're above three hundred, you're you're gonna die. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it doesn't matter if you're committing a crime. You're just walking down the street. If your psychopath or your hue, whatever, is clouded, the authorities are gonna get involved in your life. Whether it's taking your life, putting you in re- rehabilitation so that your number goes down or whatever. That's the world we're living in. Now yeah. our characters. <clears throat> Our main characters are all enforcement of some kind, whether they're detectives, inspectors, enforcers, which again, we'll learn about who who those kind of guys are. That's where our story starts. Yeah. The story starts with a raid, like, right? That's how it starts. Yeah, it it does. Right at the beginning, you walk into a rookie inspector, uh, Akane, who I'm a huge fan of. Me too. Um, yeah, she's she's really high on my characters list, and she's the top female on my characters list. And I by really high, I mean like top five, I'm pretty sure. Um, and she's a rookie. She she runs up to the team, and she's like, "I've I've just been assigned. I'm ready to go." Pretty classic, like the new man here. Here she comes, and bright eyed and bushy tailed. Yeah, that's the perfect. <laughs> That's literally the right, <laughs> right terminology, and she runs up, and it's raining, and it's you know it's murky and it's dark, and she, and they're like, "Hey rookie, what you doing here? Oh, it's a rough one. We're gonna have a raid." And then the enforcers roll off the truck, and she's like, "What are those? What are those?" <laughs> and um, they're like, "Oh, step back from them hunting dogs. Those are bad news." I don't know why they have a cowboy accent. But they, right, well, they basically why not? it is Japan. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my cigarettes. <laughs> uh they basically start explaining to us and to her that the enforcers are usually um not always, but they're a lot they're usually uh people that are past the ability to be rehabilitated but have been deemed um able to contribute to society. And they may sometimes have been previous inspectors. We find that out. Actually, well, a decent yeah. number of them. Yeah, it's usually. their title that is given to them is a latent criminal. Yeah. So they they have hues or numbers that are higher. Um, but yeah, like Chess said, they can be they can still be used in society, whether it's through their skill or their knowledge or whatever. But these <clears throat> people also can't live in the in the normal world. They have to stay in government facilities and be called on when they're needed. Yeah, they stay in bases and then they get sent out as as basically expendable 
well, they're called hunting dogs. They call them hunting dogs. So they get sent right. out with, with, uh, if this isn't a giveaway for the type of society, the, the guns are called the, what, what are they called? <laughs> I know it starts with a D. Hold on. The Give me a second. Dominator. Is that what it is with dominators? Yeah. Pretty oh, sure. Goodness. I mean, you're making me doubt now, but I'll, no, you're probably right. I'll double check. <clears throat> yep. It's, it's, but, it's, that's the, the problem with sub. Sometimes you read it and you're like, okay, that's what that item is. But then you can't, Oh, that's true. You can't re-say it after a while. So it is probably dominators. Yep. Oh, I'm going to fact check us. Just, just fact check it. Yeah. That's a good idea. The dominator. Yep. That's it. So yes, the gun is called dominator. And, um, basically there's these, the three settings, the trigger will lock if, the target is not to be enforced. The tr- the it will go to a paralyzer if they need to be enforced, but they're not really at a a lethal level where they're unredeemable. And if they are unredeemable, it goes to a lethal level. And basically, they the first scenes is basically to show you the brutality of the world and how the world works because it's just a it's just a raid, it's a chase. Uh, I don't think it necessary. I mean, there might be some Easter eggs. I'd have to watch it again because I've watched it more recently. I watched it at the beginning of this year, but that's still this is the end of July that I watched that in January. So no, I don't. I don't think it ties ago. in with any. Anything it's just later. A, okay. It's just a little raid that says, "Here's how the world works." Um, yeah, it, they yeah, set it up you, really well because it's one guy taking a hostage, a, a woman, and the guy is obviously. Yeah a criminal for sure thinking about doing some terrible things to this lady and probably murdering her. But then we also see that experiences that regular people have can cloud their hue Mm -hmm. or change their number. So she's experiencing some real trauma with being kidnapped by this guy and possibly being murdered and her number goes out of whack too. So like you can, you can see that it's not just like, Oh, this guy's a criminal. He's going to be enforced. Like no regular people. Because of their experiences. Yeah. And that ha- there's a big thing in season two where regular people start getting enforced. Yeah. And in that was that's yeah. that was one of the most memorable scenes, I think, and one of the most horrifying scenes of the whole show. <laughs> I'm glad you put on that second um, adjective there. Um, yes, so that's actually one of the biggest plot points right off the bat is Akane, who is one of the main, 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 main characters. There's a lot of characters in the show. Um, she's always a focal point and she quickly hits on this note of more question of morality of basically we should not have enforced this woman because she's the victim and society is like to maintain its utopia uh, and how Kolb described it is great. They, the world is in a dystopia and Japan is too, but Japan couches itself as the only functioning society and thus a utopia amongst a world of dystopian governments because they have perfect law and order is what they claim with the civil system. So in order to maintain that, it is indiscriminate. So they have deemed that this woman is is done. And so they say, we're going to we're gonna enforce you. Does she get enforced or did just Akane talk her down? Again, that was a long time ago. I don't remember. I honestly can't remember. Go watch it if you want. Now we w- we do need to give a disclaimer. 
This is a very mature show. So do not watch this mm. if you are a young child. Uh, do not watch this with your young children you know, or even your pre-teens. Chess, you should, you should describe what happens to a person when they are dominated, when they're, when they're, <laughs> when they get shot by the dominator and it's, when most, get shot. And it's most lethal <laughs> or it's most lethal. What happens? Yeah. So when the dominator is set to lethal mode, a beam of energy gets shot at the victim and unlike when it just kind of goes, does that like and like paralyzes them, it literally, it seems like it inserts into their body and they start to expand. So whatever body part it hits, if it's their arm, the arm will grotesquely like bulbous out until it explodes. Yeah. And sometimes it's their head. Sometimes it's their shoulder. Sometimes it's their, and you can just imagine these effects that it's having and we're watching these people we, and you watch them pretty much to completion all the time. Mm-hmm. That's one of the main effects of the show is watching them explode from the inside out. So <clears throat> it is a lot of blood, um, not in the classic way uh, of like gunshots and knife wounds. It is like in the, yeah, almost the body horror zombie esque. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Like a body horror gore situation. So it's, weird because it's it's grotesque but also impossible does that make sense like it's an impossible (laughs) sort of explosion for us in reality yes i believe it is impossible so it's this like way of showing a horrible situation that you disassociate with reality because you're like well that's not going to happen but that's disgusting (laughs) um so clearly not meant for younger viewers uh, so I would highly recommend that adults watch this prior to their children of any age watching it. Unless you're 18 or older, then you obviously can make your own you're decisions. You're an adult. Please choose do wisely. Do what you want. Use wisdom and discretion. Um, and I say do what Now that want. the viewer... <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, Cole does have more kids than me, so there you go. Um, now that the, the parental disclaimers out of the way from two dads to their to the all the children of the world um yeah it's a and it also deals with very mature themes so you're going to deal with like a lot of morality of who gets to choose what's right for people uh i don't think you deal with straight the r word i don't think there's any straight rape or anything Uh, in the show but there's a lot of implied things the threat Um, of it is there there's a lot of very much so. There's not really any sex or anything in the show. Uh, again, and most of it is implied or off camera. If it is, like you see the after effects sort of thing. Um, there is, there is, uh, like he said, a lot, a lot of implications or like threats of it. There's a lot. There is sometimes sexuality wrapped up in the violence, uh, in the way that bodies are displayed. Unfortunately, oh, um, yeah, I forgot and, about that. Yeah, like I wouldn't say like sex is displayed, but the sexuality of a person yes. is accentuated. So like nudity or like and it's always that like just barely covered situation. Uh, typically, it's not like full nudity, but it's like, oh, yeah, that's a nude dead yep. body. Um, so, yep, yep also yep. very mature. <clears throat> Again, not very often, no. but it happens like two or three episodes, maybe. There's like one person in particular that's a villain that that does these art installations and those that has happened. Is that season two? I forget. 
Uh, nope. That's season one because it's the main big baddie from season okay. one. That is the late, late in season one, like the teen, high teens, I believe. Yeah. All right. Yep, yep, yep. So, um, throughout the show. The philosophical and psychological part is the villains of the show typically are ones that are doing a lot of mind battling. Um, they always have a philosophy behind what they're doing. And the good guys are trying to figure that out. Uh, so, like, this is a good time to ask this question, actually. So, each season or installation of the show typically has a different villain. Um, who is one of your favorite or what was one of your favorite seasons or arcs slash what was your favorite villain from this show called? Oh, that's a great question. Um, this, the first guy that uh, was very good where he had his, his mind and his own motivation was so pure in his own mind that he was unable to be read by the civil system. He had like a zero, right? He was, he has zero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when that was first introduced, I was like, oh my goodness. Makashima. That is so crazy. How are they going to enforce this guy? Because he, he murders somebody right in front of Akane. Eh? Is it Akane? Yeah. It's one of her. F- well, he definitely yeah. does. I don't know if it's the first murder, but he does right. murder her friend. Her friend right in, right front, in of front of her. And she's pointing the Dominator at him and it, it will not activate because it's like, hey, he didn't. He's fine his hue's okay he's at zero and you're like that's not the case we just saw murder somebody yeah so there's a shotgun next to her and he's trying to get her to use a real gun so on yeah he is wonderful as a villain uh because it's so yeah you like how do you stop this guy um other than going outside of the law and using regular (laughs) firearms which there aren't that many of and is the whole point of the first season uh, but I think if I was going to go with my favorite one, I like the season two kid. He's not a kid, but he's a younger, he's a young man. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the one that is, he's put, oh, he's the collection of bodies from the plane crash. He's that, ex, he's the experimental surgery person. Yeah. He had such a weird motivation yeah. that I was like, man, that is so cool and interesting. Not cool and like, I want to be this guy. But like, as a viewer... <laughs> you didn't want to emulate right. him. As right. a viewer, I'm like, whoa. I didn't expect that, and I love it. So I think I'm going to go with the season yeah. two kid. Okay. So season one, we should just say this. The villain of season one, he is... There's a term, and I'm failing. I can't remember what the term is. It's like it's like the term asymmetrical, but it's... Asymptomatic. It's not that, obviously. <laughs> asymptomatic there you go see there's a something asymptomatic he can't be judged by the civil system and his name is makashima and his whole goal is to disrupt the whole civil system and he's doing a pretty good job of it um and there's a main character uh by the name of is it kogami kogami and kogami is one of the uh also the main characters of this show. And Akane is constantly trying to keep Kogami from taking the law into his own hands. And the biggest plot point of this first season is Kogami wants to kill Makashima, like for real kill him with a gun, not with a dominator. And Akane is like, no, he has to be judged by the law. 
She's very much about justice and legal, like doing it the legal way. And spoiler, he does kill Makashima, which is what is kind of what Makashima wants also. Like it's this like duality of like, I want you to kill me. It's like the Joker. Hit me. I want you to hit me. I want you to hit me. Um, (laughs) And Akane basically is like, if you ever come back, uh, Kogami, because he runs away, like I I will arrest you. That's kind of the ultimatum. So uh, Kogami runs away at the end of season one. Right. He disappears. And we lose him as a character, which was very sad because he's one of my favorite characters in the show. Um, he's also a fan favorite. But he is, he's gone for season two. Season two rolls around. And Akane is now one of the older inspectors. And so she gets the bright-eyed and bushy-tailed girl. Who initially, uh, I will say... terrible character. Was a, I hated her. I did hate her initially. initially yep. I'm not saying I loved her. She does grow out of it, and she becomes her own person, and I'm okay with it. Not till season um, three. But yeah, new... yeah, I mean, that's fair. She It takes a bit. Season two, she's not great. But, um, oh, this is when a former inspector gets clouded, and he gets turned into a, an enforcer. And uh, basically the whole Makashima thing wraps up, and it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. to to get rid of these people, we have a way of doing it. And you find out the big reveal. Akane finds out the big reveal about the civil system. That's at the end of season one though, right? Yeah. I think so. Okay. That's what I was saying. So what is, so the civil system this whole time has been this massive computer program. And, um, you're just, you just know it's this AI that's running the, the show, but you find out, what do you find out, Cole? This is the biggest reveal in the in the season one, and one of the biggest reveals in the show, to be honest. Uh, it's not a computer program at all. It is a nope. Finely crafted, inter, integral, integrated <sighs> system of brains <laughs> of, a- of people who brains. were asymptomatic to the civil to this grading system. So. They all are just like this. They see themselves as this impartial judge of humanity. And there's thousands, hundreds. I don't know how many. Oh, it's so many. Yeah. Also, I just said asymmetrical uh, again. And I'm going to stick with it. These, these villains are now asymmetrical. <laughs> um, so they, yeah, it's, asy- it's asymptomatic. It's right basically word, a yeah. bunch of people who can't, who don't have much feeling. So, What's, the, what's that called? Is that a sociopath who, who can't empathize? Yeah, with people? they lack empathy and sympathy. Yeah, right. they're sociopaths. So there's hundreds of these and brains that create yeah. this system. They're they've they kind of classify themselves as a collective, yeah. and they've kind of they quote unquote have like surpassed humanity. So they're above humanity. Obviously, couching as like a god figure, um, and this is a huge deal. And so Akane is there looking at this collection of brains and you expect her to have to die because there's this puppet figure that's the chief of the Bureau and you find out she's the representative and it, and at various points, like each brain switches out and is like controlling the Bureau chief at different points. And so Akane basically lays down this ultimatum that she's going to serve them because she believes she can make a way to like get, um, how does she phrase it? It's like, I think we can make a way to get rid of the need for you is basically what she's going to do. Like she's going <laughs> to prove that 
that she doesn't need them. Right. That society can be an actual utopia and not this corrupt, like clearly corrupt because they, they wanted to at various points of season one, they wanted to assimilate Makashima into their collective and he outwitted them and got away and, and then he got killed. One of the and, reasons why he wanted Kogami to kill him because he did not want yep. to be part of the civil system. He's like, I know, I know <clears throat> said, what they nope. want. I don't want it. So I want to die. So then season two rolls around and this is why I wanted to preface with all that because season two, your villain that you find so interesting, he, we find, this is jumping all the way to the end. He is not just a survivor of a plane crash that is revealed at the beginning of the season. He is the, the survivors. There is medical experiments done on this guy that is a collection of a thousand different body parts of all the survivors. And it was this rare, like, it's not going to be successful. Oh my gosh, we did it. But he can't be judged. He's he's not just a zero. He's invisible to the civil system. Mm-hmm. Because the civil system cannot... This is a turning point in the show. They can't judge a collective. Because to judge a collective means that they would have to judge themselves. And so Kane is like, Aha! If you judge this, this person, this collective, and that's kind of the collective... This person this man he's like if you judge me then civil system you have to judge yourself and i can't i can't remember the philosophy of how they get out of doing that but they (laughs) they do the civil system gets gets out of like they they kill the dude and and they they're like screw that we're not gonna judge ourselves forget that um yep word for word but that is the whole plot point (laughs) screw that (laughs) we're not doing that um but that's the whole plot point of season two is like they're like, oh, crap. Yeah, he's like trying to pin them into a corner because he's they he they are very, very like, I don't even want to be alive because that they, they what he scrawls on the on the the wall of all his victims is what color am what I color? Am I? And his whole point is I'm invisible. I don't have a color. Um, And so at various points, he also wants to try to paint everybody else to be invisible. This is when that scene happens that Kolb, I'm going to let you describe because it is one of the most probably horrifying moments of the show is there's a hostage scene. What happens? Oh my goodness. Uh, Well, there's a hostage scene, this building, it's a bank or something. Who cares what it is? There's a lot of people in there. It's honestly like a medical center. Maybe Maybe it is. Yeah. Oh yeah. It could be Uh, basically some horrible things happen inside the building, whether it was an execution of officers or people in there. So all of these witnesses that are seeing this, they're, hues their numbers are going all over the place and then i forget if they just open the doors up or whatever happens as no they oh no they do yeah yeah yeah. so they do they slowly open yeah so now all these people are running out because they're freaking out they're hostages they they don't want to die and all these officers are recording their hues their numbers and they're all going crazy Mm -hmm. so they just get all of them get murdered every single yeah, it's really and terrible. Because of this trauma that they went through in the hospital, uh, they just get murdered. Like, systematically. And I forget, I I don't remember all the details, but I remember how I was feeling. And I'm like, holy moly, that is some intense... This system is broken, obviously. Yeah, it's definitely... And it's meant to show that. It's meant to show that the system is completely bonkers and broken because it's indiscriminately murdering not just one, but 
every single victim that was a hostage, and it is not able to see the perpetrator. Right. So it's it's terrible. Um, yeah, and then is it a uh, season two is with the helmets, right? Yes. <clears throat> yeah. So the no color guy. Sorry. Yeah, the no color guy. Yeah, the no color guy invents a helmet, and the helmet deflects. They figure it out, but it it, it takes them a bit because if you wear this helmet. I've never seen these movies, but it's basically the same way, the same principle behind the movies of the purge. You wear this helmet and it, it shows that you have no hue. And the, the purpose of the purge from what I've heard is to get everybody's base instincts, like let them loose for one night. And it just, then, then society's a nice place, but for one night, all bets are off. Well, this helmet, because no one can view your hue, people get them and they just start going rampant with crime and like there's this moment where there's these two people beating up a person in the middle of basically times square cameras are surrounding them like security bots people are watching them and recording them and they almost they're not their hues are going up slowly but they almost can't believe that this is happening because nothing is happening to the perpetrators right and that was such a a weird eye-opening moment for me as a viewer I'm like, why isn't like all of these <clears throat> passerbyers, they're just sitting there and watching this happen. Not like horrified. They're watching it as if it's no. like, a, like an annoying flash. It's not real at the mall. Like, Oh gosh, quiet down. Or like just kind of staring at it. Like, what are you doing? That's, that's the looks they have. And I'm like, man, this society is so desensitized to everything. Thinking that this system will yeah. act or something will happen to stop these guys, or maybe it's not real or whatever, because there's no enforcement happening. And they're just watching, they're watching the whole thing. I'm like, Oh my goodness, this is nuts. And it was like, it was a woman getting yeah. beat up by two guys with bats. Yeah. It was really bad. Cause she like spurned his advances or something. Yeah, it was really bad. So that happens. And then it basically goes into full scale riots of like, if you see someone with a helmet on beat the crap out of them, and then take their helmet so you your hue doesn't get clouded. <clears throat> but they figure that out. They break the codes of the helmets. It's a very clever trick of like bouncing off other people and using other people's hues and all this stuff. Um, very fun sci-fi moment. Yeah. And then, yeah, they eventually beat them. And then this is when the show gets a little interesting because... <laughs> if it wasn't there already. This is probably... Yeah. So... <laughs> Uh, well, I'm going to break out of like the content. This show is the most, one of the most interesting shows to me for an anime because most of the time this does not work. Changing the format of your show to involve miniseries and like movies typically is a big no, 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 no for an anime. Like if you're going to th start throwing movies in, like you're going to lose me, you're going to lose most viewers. You're going to be like, oh, these are irrelevant side stories. I don't want this. I'll just watch one, two, and three. If you watch Psychopaths one, two, and three, by the time you get to three, you're going to be sorely confused. One and two, you'll be fine. But if you jump straight to season three, you're going to be like, there's a lot I missed out on. And it's because, <coughs> excuse me. Um, well, I'll just tell you. <laughs> Please do. There's... There is a watch order to the content in Psychopaths. There's Psychopaths 1, 
And I'm going to get your opinion, Colvin, what you think on this. There's two watch orders from wegotthiscover.com backslash anime backslash the best psychopath watch order backslash. Huh. Uh, psychopath one, either the regular version or there's actually an extended edition, which has it's basically half the amount of episodes, but they're lengthened to 45 minute episodes. Um, psychopath one, 2012. Psychopath two, 2014. Uh, and then technically it, you would normally watch Psychopath the movie. 2015, which is just called Psychopath the Movie. Then there's a mini series of three hour long episodes or movies, depending on how you view them. Psychopath Centers of the System, 2019. Uh, this is the, probably the only point that we'll really talk about this, but this might be news to you, Cole. Psychopath Providence, the newest movie, is then a bridge between Centers of the System and Psychopath 3. Cluing you in on what happened in those missing moments <laughs> okay. between between Sears so, the System and Three. Does it explain why Kane's in a jail? Oh yes. my goodness! I thought I missed something so important. Nope, and I did too. I did too, and I really thought that was. I was like, this is going to change probably how he thinks of the show. He now Colba's not seen Psychopath Providence. It just came into theaters, and I caught it on the tail end. I was able to see it, but he hasn't seen it yet. So like once it gets really re- released to streaming, he'll be yeah, caught up. No theaters in my area would ever show these because because we're unlightened hicks out here. Anyway, yeah. No, I I I started season three. I'm like, why is Akane in in like a in, in jail? jail? Like that doesn't make any sense. I I must have missed a movie, and obviously I did, but I didn't know it was. I didn't <laughs> but know it, it wasn't was made yet. Was made. <laughs> so yeah, because uh, then Psychopath so Three is. Yeah, it's good. So Sinners of the System is like spring of 2019. Fall of 19 is Psychopaths 3. And then Psychopaths 3 First Inspector is shortly thereafter in 2020, I think. I've, I didn't write yeah, it down, that. unfortunately. Um, but 2020, which is a three-part miniseries resolving Psychopaths season It's basically three. just three more so, episodes. It is. They just did it <laughs> just differently. Did it weird. So, but... As you can imagine, this is very confusing, and it, it was even more confusing when it was on. Some of it was only on Amazon Prime, some of mm. it was on Funimation, some of it was on Crunchyroll, some of it was on Netflix, some of it was on Hulu. Some some had most of it, some had some of it. Um, and and like even on Crunchyroll, if you watch Psychopaths, you're going to watch season one, season two, and then you're going to jump straight to season three, and you have to go to a second separate tab and find Psychopaths: Sinners of the System and Psychopaths. Yeah. Uh, the movie. Mm-hmm. So you still have to pay attention because you'll miss key elements. Um, but we, we won't run through each and every episode. Sinners of the System is an interesting anthology of like three individual encapsulated episodes, one of which is a callback. The only difference in watch order, an alternative watch order, is to watch Psychopaths 1 and then Psychopaths Sinners of the System episode 2. Because that involves characters that are not that are still around and doing things in going into season two of Psychopaths. And then you watch one and three after the movie. Hmm. Um, Psychopaths the movie brings back Kogami, which is a very key moment. You do need that. He's yeah. off fighting for like a militia in another country, so we get to see the world outside of Japan. Very, very good movie. Probably one of the better anime movies I've watched. Um 
And then Psychopath Providence, which I will not reveal plot-wise, but basically gets into the missing events between Sinners of the System, uh, episodes one and three, to be specific, and Psychopath 3. And then we'll jump up to Psychopath 3, which Kolb has most recently watched. So you can, you should take some time to clue us in on that. Oh, sure. Uh, what do you want me to talk about? Just an overview, because we get a lot of new characters in this one. Um so, like, we've got some new characters. Akane's in prison. What is maybe the overarching theme slash villain of this one? Um, both this and First Inspector just slap them together. Yeah. So, since Akane's in prison, which I didn't know was going to happen, uh, we follow two inspectors. One is an immigrant, and the other one was, like, handpicked by Akane. His name is Arata. And it's these guys' journey now. And it was, I, I wasn't upset about it. Cause I thought, you know, like I didn't know what was going to happen. And this is, this is such a great series because this world is so extensive that you could just follow any of these division leaders and the show would probably be very interesting even if you don't follow our normal characters. But anyway, yeah. yeah, it's just about these guys trying to solve this first murder or not murder, this first event of a, of a, cargo plane uh, a passenger plane that crashed a uh, cargo yeah. plane actually it did have passengers but it's a cargo plane but uh the interesting thing about this arata guy this new character we're following he has like this ability that can i forgot what they call it it's some sort of mental manipulation where he can mm-hmm. see in the minds of people that were there or around or just had to be in the vicinity at a certain time. I don't understand it all. He he relives memories. Right. But he doesn't have to be touching a person from, to do that or No. No. But he if he gets I think it's usually a hold of a certain aspect of the person. Like he's always it's never just like a bird's eye view. It's always a specific person. Right. So anyway, this guy is very interesting and he gets this premonition that there's something greater behind the scenes this fox monster guy and uh yeah so it's just about these two guys trying to figure out that and we we see that there's this underground system that was created during the early stages of Sybil that is like this villain organization i don't it was confusing also another good thing about this show is that in a rewatch it won't be boring I will find something no. new each time I watch this because it's so in-depth and very detail-oriented uh, along with action pack. So I'm getting a lot of the details wrong, I'm sure, but if I ever rewatch it, which I probably will, okay. uh, I might make Kim watch it with me. Yep. Would she go for I that? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. It's pretty involved. That's true. But I don't care. I'll, yeah, I'll make her watch it. Anyway, um, where were we at? No, just that. Yeah, there's this shadow yeah, organization. They they're kind of almost like a secret society. Yeah. I would I would rather than like they don't see themselves as villains. They're kind of above society. Right. They're pulling the strings. And I think their f- total goal is to just take down the civil system, right? To run it more like okay, that might be it. Like to run, I think it's more to be the major people running the shadows of society to run the whole country. Yeah, 
Yes. So yeah, without getting all into the details of all of that, it, I mean, like I said, it, you could do so much with this world. I'm just thinking about all yeah. the different things. I think it's just because, you know, technology is, you know, really advanced. Everything is, can be crazy. And it's not like, or it is like this. Japan is the only way, like the only country like this. Every time they show something else, like that first movie, I love that first movie. Every other country is mm. either dealing with war or civil war or whatever. Massive crime, yeah. uprisings. It's it's literally every single country is like that except Japan. And the major plot point of the movie is they're trying to export the civil system to another right. country. Yeah. And it's like there's, it's too complicated and there's a lot of flaws there. So... Akane in particular is like, yeah, we ain't gonna, I ain't gonna let that happen. Right. Yeah, so there's so much you can do with this this world, and I'm just thinking about back in season two where the villain makes a uh, a cell phone video game connect with robots that have machine guns, and like so people on the street yeah. are like playing this little game where a cat's trying to kill little mice or whatever, and but that's happening in real life with these robots with machine guns shooting people. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. Enforcers and inspectors. Yeah. yeah. It's so vast what they can do. And that's what, and when they find out their hues get clouded because right. the, the, the like texturing comes off and they see the live footage and they, everybody has a mass like epidemic of clouded hues. Yeah. So as much as I didn't understand or that I did understand from season three, I don't care. I, I loved it. I love everything about it. And it, they end it satisfying enough, but at the same time, like, oh, this kind of keep, this could keep going because like the civil system oh, is yeah. a villain, but yet they use it all the time. They use it as if it is that righteous beacon of justice. So it's, it's this weird, yeah. that's where the, the psychology <clears throat> and the philosophy come in. Like, I thought we were trying to take this system down in season one because it's a nightmare. But then the rest of the seasons, you're like, maybe society does need this in this world because it's so terrible. I don't know. It's it's a lot of gray it questions. Makes you think. It's a very great, very gray show. Uh, it will really make you process like, what is the greater good? What is it? What is justifiable in the name of justice? Um, <clears throat> I recently saw a quote about peace that was basically like, "Oh, I wish I could find it again." <laughs> it was a really good quote because it, it it just hit on it basically hits on this really really well that um, that oh, peace it yeah I know. <laughs> You keep talking for a minute. I'm going to look it up. Oh, goodness. Uh, sure. So, yeah. Um, I was disappointed that in at the beginning of season three because Akane was in prison. And I thought they were just going to do complete new cast. Like, here's a different story with all these other guys. Uh, but that was righted almost immediately with some of the characters, like that annoying girl from season two that I didn't like. She's now like the head inspector of this division. So I'm like, oh, okay, there's a tie. Then there is that redhead shaggy uh, enforcer that was in season two also. I'm like, oh, he's back too. 
So it slowly worked its way back and like, oh, okay, all these characters are coming back and I like them. So now I know that this story is connected. I don't know how it got to this point, obviously, because I didn't see that movie that was in the future. Um, But yeah, it's it's so good. It's a great show. I'm not going to lie. It's great. So as Chess is still looking it up, I'm just going to keep on rambling. The yeah, yeah, I I I got it. You should watch it. Viewers, listeners, watch it. You should watch it. No, it, it's saying peace. That's what peace is, right? Postponing the conflict until the thing you were fighting over doesn't matter. And it's just like this thought of, is it worth fighting about the civil system if it works? Like, is there any other alternative? Uh, is the civil system just drawing out the conflict? Because at the end of the day if it gets destroyed, like there's no other alternatives and it doesn't want to get destroyed. So like, is it wrong? Because it, it, Oh, it's tough. It's really tough. It's this stalemate of morality of like, in order to enforce the law, Akane in particular is trying to seek out a way to judge the civil system based on its own judgments. uh, Because there's no way to try it in a court of law. Um, so yeah, it's great. It's great. That quote doesn't fit perfectly, but I do think it encapsulates a lot of like, it's this stalemate of, 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 uh, ideals. Mm -hmm. And like, there's so much gray area going on with the show of like, who's, cause there's also personal morality. So you have inspectors who take a certain view and you have inspectors that fall down to the rank of enforcers because their ideals drove them to do certain things and then they got compromised and they, their hues got clouded and so they become enforcers. <clears throat> so, oh, it's a good show. It is good. It's, it's a good, good show. It's good. It's good. That was a, that was a quote from a short story from The Expanse, if you believe it or oh, not. Oh, okay. Which is a whole nother sci-fi, whole different sci-fi thing that is completely... Um, not related to psychopaths. Well, we've been talking for a long time about the show. I think it's very clear that we like it. I think some of the, we've talked about the main themes mm-hmm. of it. It's great. We, you've said your favorite season or arc you said, and villain, you said season two. My favorite is going to stick with season one. Makashima is one of my favorite villains in general. Um, not because I love him, but he is <laughs> devious and very smart. He's a very intelligent villain. Um, who is not like getting his hands dirty just for the sake of getting his hands dirty, but he does do his own dirty work. And I kind of appreciate that in a villain. Like he's not pawning it all off. Um, and so he's, he's just very intellectual. It's like if, if you've listened to our, some of our other stuff, it's like if Moriarty was truly evil uh, from Moriarty, the Patriot, like if Moriarty against Sherlock Holmes was truly, truly evil. And like just went about murdering people for his plans. Uh, Makashima is like, yeah, I got plans on plans on plans. And I'm not afraid to murder someone's best friend in front of their face. <laughs> which is rough. Um, what are some of your favorite elements? It was rough. It was really bad. What are some of your favorite elements of the plot or the themes of the show? Like if you had to pick one and you're like, this is one of the things that kept me hooked, what would you say? I think is that, that what, what do you do 
do you take down this system or do you try to work with it the best you can to make society better? That yeah. Akane's whole dilemma, basically. Because like I like when when that first enforcer finds out the truth about Sybil and season one, and then it gets dominated by the system itself. I'm like, oh, this play, this system needs to be done. I hate this because I like that guy. Oh, he's great. Uh, but then uh, as the seasons go on, you're like, well, without the system, like so many th- worse things would happen. I think you, you look at right. how in the movie, especially where like uh, you see how bad other countries are and this, the civil system just takes them out easy when, when they finally get involved. So you're like, ah, it's, it's, do you want it? No. Do you want to live without it? No. So what, what do you do? And I think that's, it's, it, it makes you, it makes you think, it makes you think what would be better for humans. So I think that's one of my favorite things about the show. I think one of my favorite things is the way they use characters. Um, there's probably people that have a way better handle on the show that would disagree, but I don't think there's a lot of flat characters. There's not a ton of characters that have no growth that are like one dimensional, like, oh, that's they're here for that. And then they're done. Like, sure, there's some <laughs> one off characters, blah, blah. But like all the main characters and there's quite a cast. Um, they usually undergo some change. Point in fact is our girl from season two. I did not like her at all. And she does grow substantially in season three, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, most of her transformation takes place in the centers of the system episodes. Even though you don't love her, you're like, okay, I'm seeing the growth happen. That's the best way of saying it. You literally get to watch yeah. her growth happen. Yeah, you can say that. Um, I like I like her in season three because the two inspectors, your two main characters, like don't listen to her at all. They they just yeah. do whatever they want. <laughs> Very disrespectful. <laughs> but she's she knows that she uses right. it within the whole system. She also knows about Sybil but she's very different from Akane mm. in her response yep. to it. It's very interesting. Anyway, I love the the personal morality versus the, the show's morality. Um, I love <clears throat> seeing people stick to different ideals and the ramifications that has throughout the show. Some people literally turn into enforcers because their ideals, even though they're good ideals, lead them to make decisions that go against Sybil. Um, other people get a free pass because they are operating within Sybil's will, which we learn can be subjective sometimes. Um, it's not perfectly logical or it's perfectly logical, but it's not perfectly objective all the time. Um, and so it's, it's interesting, like, Hmm, you want certain people to win. You always do. Um, but you also are like, how is this character going to end up in the show? And there is an element of danger. Like characters do die. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that. Like characters do die in the show and in the movies. And you're like, okay, there's ramifications in this show. It's not going to stick. Like even Akane being in prison, you're like, what? what? (laughs) She's like the main character. You're like, nope, never mind. Two new, two new main characters for you. Um, so speaking of characters, who's your favorite character or who's your favorite two, two characters? You oh, can have up to up two. two. That's gonna be tough. If, if the show ended in season one, my favorite character would have been, uh, Mas- Masato 
Masuko? How do you say his name? Uh, the old guy? Masoka. Yeah, the the wizened old detective that is now an enforcer, who is the dad of the new inspector. <clears throat> and he's yeah. got an uh, artificial arm. I liked him. I like that wise old guy that just kind of cracks jokes, but also can back up all of his moves. And his sacrificial yep. death, spoilers, at the end for his son was fantastic. Even though that was the first moment I knew that that was his dad. I didn't know it throughout the rest of the series. Yeah. They he really disassociates himself. Right. It's not obvious. It's not obvious at all. So I loved him. But since the show keeps on going, <clears throat> uh it's it's a tie between Akane and uh Koga. I love Akane. Koga me. In seasons one and two, she's a, a great character. Not just a great female character. She's a great character in general. Uh yeah. But I didn't notice how much I like Koga until the first movie where he's off on assignment with mercenaries. Uh, he's awesome. And then until season three, when he shows up a few times, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot how much I love this guy. So, hey, yeah, it's a tie between those two. And as much as yeah, well, Koga me. as much as I love Kay, the immigrant uh, inspector in the show, mm, yeah, he mm-hmm. and Koga is like German. Uh, he's Russian. He and uh, Koga spar Russian. in the not spar, but they actually have a fight at the end of the series, mm-hmm. and Koga just destroys him in the, in the fight. I'm like, oh, I oh, love that. It's not even a because the whole the whole series the whole season, <laughs> K is this really good fighter. He's probably the best fighter on the team, and then he fights Koga like the guy from the other se- seasons. And you're like, okay, I wonder what I wonder what's going to happen here, and Koga just destroys him. And I loved it. It was, it was yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah. So Kogami is is a fan favorite. He he originally was my favorite character, um, and uh, it is it's difficult for female anime characters because typically they have to overcome, unfortunately, in anime a lot of annoyance that gets put into female characters in anime for some reason. Uh, there's not always like if you see a female character in anime there's a chance that they could be not as uh, they could be annoying depending yeah. on how they have been type typecasted. And so basically as you're watching this, you realize that Akane is not just an amazing female character, but she is an amazing character in general in the whole dang show and in my characters list of animes. I'll be honest. So Yeah. Akane is my favorite. Kogami nice. is a close second, and then a runner-up because I'm I'm running the show. I'm hosting here. I'm gonna I'm gonna say How dare it. A uh, runner-up is actually the doctor who's who basically his how his hue gets clouded, um, but he works with them a lot. I really like the doctor. He's very psychological. They they use him as a um, as a. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I forgot we were doing Dragon Ball tonight. <coughs> Dragon <Yeah>. Ball. <laughs> what do you guys think of Chi Chi and how she develops over the whole franchise? What's up, Ray? You know, so Ray. You, you know, Ray. Like I was, we were just talking about favorite characters, and that is a perfect 
And you talked I, about you me. Know, I was he like, did. if Ray was here, he would agree that it's difficult <laughs> to, uh, to overcome um, like the, the stereotype of uh, some animes have annoying female characters. But Chi-Chi, believe it or not, is the epitome of annoying character gone to... Yeah. An- no way. You guys were just talking we were about li- that? We were literally talking about favorite characters in our show that we're talking about right now. <laughs> And and then you pop on with the <laughs> most perfect insertion of a of a. It's like you were listening this whole like ten minutes. Oh, I only come on if I have the most perfect. Yeah. Wow, insertion. it's crazy that uh, you you know. I was thinking Ben looked different until you spoke and you said your name was Ray, and I was like, oh, it's not Ben. Yeah, it's not Ben. I saw yeah. the. I could see like the guest, and it was like someone's getting on. I'm like. Ben's about to jump on, and even, even better. Not because we don't love Ben, but the the Ray, the surprise of uh, Raimundo Guerra jumping on the show is hilariously. Oh amazing. yeah, we got to get his his theme song on this one. to like insert it um this is so funny because at the beginning of this episode we were like oh maybe maybe ben will surprise us and he didn't and we're like oh it's so sad yeah no he went to bed he <laughs> is his bed that office yeah, no. chair <laughs> <laughs> no he's here he's here it's so good to see you guys sorry for crashing the party uh, but just wanted to come never on and say apologize hi. for that this is great now yeah. people are actually going to listen yeah. to this so where were you guys? <laughs> what were you guys talking? We're about? talking about a show called Psychopaths, and we were just at our we were we were kind of at the wrap up of like favorite characters and favorite moments and stuff. Um, so yeah. you will, I would go through it, but it's like an hour's worth of content, so probably not <laughs> do that. But this is a perfect time to pin you down on the air and say, "Are you going to come back for a Dragon Ball?" Yeah, episode? that's what I want to know. Oh, I would love to. I would love to come back for so a Dragon Ball yet, episode, but we can make one. And the next arc is super short, so we, you know, it's a small window that you got to watch. It's like how many episodes is it called? It's just the it's tournament like arc. Nine. It's like nine. Oh, and that's like oh, that's a, those are fun ones too. Oh, those are fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm so down it, for it. We would we'd really appreciate your commentary. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll be fun we'll to get do. that on the books. Well, let me uh, let me turn it back over to. Um, the one that everybody's waiting to hear from tonight, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, ain't that the truth? <laughs> ain't that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe people will watch Cole because now not only is Ben coming on the show, but That's what Ray I'm was I'm here as well. People this will actually crazy. listen to this episode now because it's not just you and me. And you know what's great? In the description, I get to put and stick around to the end where there's a surprise guest and, <laughs> and people are going to have to either do this, the search bar all the way to the end or listen all the way through this episode. Ah, yeah. oh, this is perfect. You guys are brilliant. Yeah. And how long have you guys been doing this podcast now? You guys have been at it for a while now. A uh, little spoiler in two episodes, I believe. No, 
the episode after the no sorry two episodes after this will be a hundred episodes wow a hundred episodes this episode should be if i've done my math episode 98 so we've been recording for over a year it's about a year and a half (laughs) you guys are pros at this now you get a hundred under your belt that's strong pro status that's pro status yeah, yeah. I mean awesome. the the audio is in the internet. I'm not saying anyone's yeah. listening to it, but yeah. Well, congrats on your hundred to be episode. That's really exciting, and thanks. Yeah, it was fun <laughs> to be a part of it a little bit, and then crashing the party here tonight. Uh, yeah, you'll be back. Well. Yeah, we'll have a happy sched- to be back. Please scheduled back. crashing. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> well, let me turn it over here to to Benjamin. But it's really nice to see you guys, and mm. yeah, hopefully we'll connect again treat. soon. Yeah. Always a treat, Ray. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. So he can't he can't exit outright until the recording's over. No, we'll end with him. Okay. We're totally gonna end with Ben if he ever shows his face. Where is he? This is hilarious. This is the best thing I could have hoped for. So any questions while we wait? Um the next question about the show that I had was any major issues or complaints. Uh, that's a good question. I would say mostly no. It can get pretty confusing and and very detail oriented. But again, yeah. that just makes rewatches better. The plot. My only complaint is actually that the it used to be the structure of how the show was put together. Just takes a little research, but if you do that homework, oh, it's yeah. good. The plot. The plot is good. It's easy to follow can be gruesome, so just kind of warning there. Um, yeah, I'm going to skip who would you recommend this to because we kind of already talked about that Basically, at the beginning. I'm, I'm going to answer that anyway. Uh, oh, anybody who thinks that anime is for kids, that's who I would recommend this to. Be like, you think yeah. so? Watch this one and so see how wrong So Christopher you are. R. should watch this. Christopher R. You silly man. <laughs> I got him. I got him good. Yeah, it was good. Uh, well, Ben's still not here. If he's gonna leave he us sitting here empty, <laughs> I will. I will punch him next time I physically. That would be scene. hilarious if he didn't come back up. What a turd! <laughs> it's as close as I'm gonna get to saying a bad word on the air. Um, last thing is ranking. Where does it sit in your rankings, man? Oh, okay. Uh, out of eighty-two shows. Psychopath Ooh, some, is some at there. 23. Wow. So it's... Okay, it's, what, it's what's it floating the, around? It's in the black, which is fantastic, very good. Okay, that's um, important. It is in between Spy X Family on top and Tokyo Avengers on the bottom. Okay. So that actually does surprise me. You've got Spy X above uh, Psychopaths. Yeah. That surprised for right, me. For right now. Because for right now. Right. Think, and, and yeah, I think Spike's family is going to get to higher heights. Now, if they gave us what they gave us in the second half of season two, then that'll change. But I think it'll, yeah. they'll, they'll set up the game <clears throat> later. Wow. You're saying that it will, it will keep surpassing Psychopaths. Um, no, I think, I mean, like, it'll earn that spot. It's what I think. Oh, I see. Sure. Well, Psychopaths for me is, is significantly higher. So I already did love it. Out of 71 shows, so I'm about uh, 11, 11 shows behind you there, um, I have actually bumped it up to Black, which for me is 
a very subjective 10 out of 10 for the win. So that is a show that even if there is flaws in it, uh, for me, it's a great show. I'll rewatch it. I've seen it subbed. I've seen it dubbed. I haven't seen all of it dubbed, but the f- I've watched it subbed and I've watched it dubbed up to like 2019, which was season three. And then I stuck with it subbed throughout the, the rewatch in season three and all that. And then I went and saw it subbed in theaters. That was another question. Sorry, before I give mine, did you watch it subbed or dubbed? Uh, subbed. Okay, cool. I, I give it a dub watch. It's honestly good. Okay. Uh, might, might be a fun rewatch. Um, also, might allow you to see more things if you're not having to pay attention to subtitles. That's a good point. And I think that's what yep. why it took so long for me to get through this series was because it was in subbed. I'm like, I can't. I have to pay attention. Yeah. And like stop. Yeah, you're. I have to pause it when there's a lot of words on the screen because I'm a slow reader. I'm like, okay, there mm-hmm. we go. And and honestly, you might be able to just more quickly digest what's going on philosophically. Okay. Um, That's very because your your brain is not having to translate like this the the text and the the images, but it's just hearing like a movie. Hmm. I don't know if there's any science behind that. <laughs> So it is sitting out of 71. Yeah, just saying words. Um, <laughs> at number seven. Oh, is my the bo- goodness, it made your top 10? That's oh, it's wonderful. actually been in my top 10 for a while. But it, it bumped up. I officially bumped it up after Providence because of the connection bridging points of like, okay, now I'm not as confused about season three. Um, It bumped up to black. Whoa. And it. It dropped just below Steins Gate at, at six. I guess it didn't drop it. Went up to below Steins Gate, which is another psychological thriller, a philosophical thriller, very different from Psychopaths. Uh, it is above the, the bottom half of my top 10 is Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, Demon Slayer, and Yo Mishu Pedal. Nice. So it is, it's right above the newest. I've seen all of Demon Slayer also, so that should be clarified. Okay, um, I'll, I'll make a comment on your spot. I don't think it's a bad spot to be. Like, I'm not saying, okay. well, I can't believe it's that high. I think it deserves to be that high. For me, I needed it to be in my highest tier. Yeah. But the thing I, I'm not a huge sci-fi guy. Oh, that's true. So that's why it's a little lower than some of these other ones, even though yeah. technically I think this one is, it's beautiful. It's well- right well written the the animation house does a great job with the visuals production and, ig yeah i knew you're i'm surprised you haven't they, said they that. made haiku yeah they did <laughs> what else have they made oh that joke never gets old <clears throat> it doesn't for us i'm sure also people out there pause their hair out. pause you texted not just me but the group chat and asked if i had finished haiku haiku is my is in my second place spot out of 71 I, shows. I knew it was high. I just couldn't remember. And if you, you didn't remember it. if I had finished I it? I didn't know if you finished it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm sorry Dude. about that. that was, that's definitely that's, my fault. That's very inconsiderate. That's all I'm going to say about that. That's okay. I get it. I, I don't think Ben's coming back. Well, then how are you going to stop this recording? We're just going to have to end it without any Ben. <laughs> okay. What if, he, what if he popped up at a, out from below frame? Right. He, now? I wouldn't put it past him to pop up on our next recording. 
but we'll see if it happens. That make it a lot easier for them to figure it out. Anyway, we do have another recording due, and it's getting late, so we're gonna end it without a bin. But you know what's been fun? Yeah, sorry guys. He did come on the frame, so all you yeah, viewers out there got yeah. Well, and the viewers saw him. Oh right, so. right. We got those two. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thank you guys for sticking with us. We got a surprise guest uh, in the house tonight, which was fun. So great to be here. It's great to have you. <laughs> they got Ben anyway, folks, right at the end. Right at the end. So funny. We're not going to spend a lot of time here because it's, it's late, but. Yeah. Cl- y'all cl- were. Close it out. We can chat here. We can chat. You guys out. were clowns. And I loved every minute of it. I will say, I considered just like not ever coming back to the camera and just leaving it sitting. But then I was like, ow. And then I saw the text and I'm like, oh, crap. So I ran back. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't realize when there's a glitch, like you have to click join and Cole's like, oh, no, he has to click a button. I'm like, oh, gosh. Yeah. Yep. Well, thanks for joining. We were going to be sad that you weren't here. Yeah, me too. <laughs> now our now our whole thing of like no one's gonna listen is is thrown out the window. Thank thank the Lord because you're here, so people are gonna listen. <laughs> the the views just between the two episodes you may or may not have recorded. No, this a is vast one. difference, and we still have another one. <laughs> oh really? Wow, look at you guys. <laughs> yeah, we're going late. Well, definitely on this one then. Well, viewers, you got all three of the. And a guest. Look at this episode. Craziness happening <laughs> in this house. But we're really glad that you stuck around all the way to the end of this Three Dads talking about anime. And we hope you have a good rest of your morning, day, or evening. What do you get when you add two plus one? You get three dads talking about anime. What do you get when three guys love anime? You get three dads talking about anime. What, what do you get when those three guys, guys love guys having start having, and having kids, children, children, and so become fathers and they each have kids. Went on each each separate house. ways. What happens? So you, you get three dads talking about anime. Three, three dads, three dads talking about anime. anime.